0: It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk Cleveland Guardians. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And uh, I've been both really excited and really nervous to do this uh, Farm Friday. Okay, so Cleveland's a team that has a lot of different directions they can go and an organization that has a lot of moving parts right now. The MLB team, one of the younger teams in baseball. Matter of fact, I believe the average age of The Cleveland Guardians, the MLB team, is younger than the average age of most AAA teams. So incredibly young team. Lots of guys that called up this year, last year. And then lots of talent in this system, especially in the middle infield. Uh, There's no way I'm going to get to everybody in this this 30 minutes. So uh, if you want more information about this system, about these players, uh, go follow Jeff Ellis at Locked On Guardians. He is all over both the Major League team, the Minor League system. He's preparing for the draft. He's going to be my co-host for our draft recap uh, that will come out uh, probably live Sunday night on day one of the draft towards the end of the, uh, of the first day of broadcast. He'll be my co-host for that, so go follow him. But a little bit different format today. Typically, the first segment is... A is a ball. a uh, single A and high A. and then second segments double A. There's so much talent in double A that I'm gonna kind of quickly breeze past a and high A. Uh, the A ball team, the Lynchburg Hillcats, Lynchburg, Virginia, finished last year 58 and 62, 13 games back this year in the first half, we just finished the first half 35 and 31 tied for first. Uh, so they are given credit for winning for, for the first half champion, which will give them automatic entry in the end of your playoffs. Not a ton of high-level talent here. The, uh, kind of the guy to highlights their 2020 first rounder, Carson Tucker, shortstop out of high school, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, he is the younger brother of Cole Tucker. So made his pro debut last year in the Complex League, only played six games. So this year uh something where hasn't had i mean he's had less than 30 at bats uh hasn't had a great start something where his raw tools are pretty decent we just need to see what he looks like in professional baseball yeah he's got above average power uh i think combine that with his swing kind of a short consistent swing he can be at least an average hitter he's a plus runner um good feel for defense at short. I think he could be an above average defender. He's got um above average arm, like again, good speed. So just interested to see what he can do uh, with consistent playing time. Took him a little while to debut, doesn't have a lot of um doesn't have a lot of, of a lot of at bats so far in professional baseball. And then high A, the Lake County Captains in East Lake, Ohio. Um one Top prospect here, number eleven. Another shortstop, Angel Martinez, 2018 IFA out of the Dominican. Switch hitter, above average defense anywhere in the diamond. I mean, he could play. He can play uh, second, third, short. Uh, could fill in at first if you need it. It's kind of a waste of a you know of a of a de- defender, but could do that as well. Um, like I said, switch hitter. I feel like he's got good gap power, and I think he can grow into that power. So he can go from gap power to more of a uh, more of a home run power kind of guy. But right now, four home runs and 164 at bats, 256, 388, 427, playing for a team that went 65 and 55 last year, tied for first in the division, but didn't make the playoffs. And in 22, they're 35 and 31. They finished the first half five games back. So, um, one of those things where he's kind of trying to help carry this team best you know best he can. Um, I like the outlook as far as the switch hitting, the power potential, the defensive versatility of Angel Martinez. But the big thing I want to talk about is this double A team. So the Akron Rubber Ducks, um, great name. Who doesn't love that? 2021, 73 and 46. They won the division. They made the postseason. uh, this year, 40 and 29, they were tied for first, but did not officially be the first half champions because of a tiebreaker. So you can tell the talent is there. Let's cover the position players now, and after the break, we'll get to the uh, the pitchers. But couple top guys here. Number three prospect in the system, shortstop Brian Rocchio. 5'10", 150, at IFA in 2017 out of Venezuela. And this season so far, uh, offensively, the numbers don't just scream anything amazing. 221, 318, 337. Four home runs, seven stolen bases, and 200 at-bats. He first flashed the power last year. He had 15 home runs, which was triple his career high. He's never really been a power guy. Um, And then he had 46 extra base hits, second most in the organization. Um, I think it's something where, given some of his physical gains, uh, some of his... You know, he's significantly better at hitting right-handed than left-handed to the point where I wonder if he's just going to drop that or not. But uh, I think he can be a double-digit home run guy. I don't think you're ever going to confuse him for a slugger. But double-handed, I'm not double-handed, <laughs> double-digit home run guy. Uh, but his calling card is the defense. So they, they nicknamed him the professor. Uh, very good in-game awareness, very good baseball IQ, uh, is very much... On top of what he needs to do. And he's one of those guys where the tools play up because of the makeup and his intelligence. Above average runner. Um, arm strength is average. But he's got an excellent anticipation for positioning, for understanding what a runner is going to try to do. And so, again, plays up. I see him as having plus defense. um, Soft hands go along with that. So that kind of helps uh offensively like i said not a ton of power smooth consistent swing good pitch recognition doesn't walk a lot um consistently will barrel the ball but doesn't necessarily walk a lot so he's going to be not going to say he's a three true outcomes kind of guy because he's not going to hit a ton of home runs but it's very much his offensive fate is going to rest on how much he can make contact because he's not going to be a big on base guy he's not going to be at the top of your lineup because he doesn't I mean, his on-base percentage is 318 right now. He doesn't he just doesn't get on a lot, uh, unless it's a base hit. So something I do want to see. I think he's potentially the shortstop of the future. I expect them to put him them in. I expect them to put him in triple A a little bit later this year. Uh, and I want and I'm expect him probably to be in the bigs in 2023. Whether or not that's early in the season or later in the season depends on can he start getting on base more? And I think that's probably why he hasn't been promoted to AAA already. Uh, go along with him, right behind him, number four prospect in the system, George Valera, outfielder, 2017 IFA out of the Dominican, uh, 5'10", 160. Was actually born in New York, lived there until 13 when his family moved to the Dominican. Um, Played his first full season because of injuries. Played his first full season last year. Most of it in high A, moved up to double A in like late August, 260, 405, 505 slash line, Uh, did miss almost a month with an oblique strain. So again, just a lot of injuries in his history, and his profile. Uh, A guy that I feel like he could be a premium hitter. So has uh, a nice lefty swing, really compact. Can get the bat to the zone quickly. Can keep it there for a long time, and can really has a good feel for where the barrel is. Putting the barrel on the ball, pitch recognition, uh, discipline to not chase. Uh, I think you know he makes consistent hard contact, and I do think that he is an above average hitter overall. Uh, raw power is above average. Uh, he's getting it into games a little bit. Last year, 19 home runs tied for second most in the organization, despite missing a month. I do think part of the reason that tied for second best is because none of these Guardians hitters profile as being extreme home run hitters. I mean, 19 home runs should not be second out of your entire minor league organization. Um, but either that's just the, the Guardians want that above average contact ability. They would rather, I mean, they're can. they like, we can play small ball, we can do whatever we need to do to make the runs happen. Uh, Defensively, he's played all three positions, but I see him as a corner kind of guy. He's most experienced in right field, so I think the team kind of agrees with me there. Speed is average, arm strength is average to maybe above average. So again, profiling best for right. Again, he's just got to stay healthy. I mean, he's on the 40-man roster. He was added there last year. Uh, Right now... Having a good season in A, 296-402-528, 12 home runs and 230 at-bats. So on pace for breaking 20 home runs. Um, again, they just need him to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy and give them a full season, I think there's a good possibility there of 2023 he's in the bigs and he's contributing. Um, last guy, just real quick, I don't want to go too long here. I do want to get to these pitchers, but Jose Tenya, middle infielder, number 12 prospect in the system, is also here. Another one of our short kings, 5'9", 159. He was a 2017 IFA, and um, had, was second in all of high A last year in hits, had 116. Right now, he's at 257, 284, 367, and 230 at-bats. So, a little bit of work to do. Um, smaller frame, pretty aggressive, doesn't walk a ton. I think he's going to, I mean, he strikes at about one-fourth of the time. I think he's going to need to work on that a little bit to keep moving up. Um, can play second, can play third, can play short, can play, you know, can, so he can kind of move around the infield there, above average runner. Um, decent power potential, just hasn't necessarily manifested it in games. So a guy, really interesting, couple things to work on. Just a minute. I do want to get to these pitchers. There's some great pitchers here, headlined by the number one prospect in the system. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and your sports info. And you can get the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, uh, including Major League Baseball daily daily props, futures, things like that. There's uh, some fun stuff Bet Online does. Uh, I just got an email from our our buddy Jimmy over at Bet Online. If you're a Yankees fan, you'll find this interesting. The two extra props that they added recently will the Yankees break the regular season win record of 116, uh, set by the 01 Mariners and the 1906 Chicago Cubs? So um, they're on pace for 118 right now. So uh, it's, it's 11 to 2 odds, yes. Uh, 1 to 10 odds, no. Uh, also, will Aaron Judge break Roger Maris's team home run record of 61? He is on pace for 61 as of I think this was as of Tuesday. Um, so the implied odds here it's plus 400 for yes, four to one odds or one to seven odds, minus 700 for no, which comes out to about a 20% chance. So BetOnline's got tons of fun stuff. I mean, obviously they've got the typical betting, live betting during games. They've got esports, scores, and then if you want other sports right now, you've pretty much got fighting sports and golf. So MMA, UFC, boxing, and then golf. I don't know if they have LIV Tour or just PGA, but either way, they've got golf out there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because betonline.net is where the game starts. Okay, so... More double A Akron rubber ducks. In this case, we're talking pitchers. I'm gonna come back to Daniel Espino in just a second. Number seven pitcher in the system, Gavin Williams. Zarite. He was a closer at East Carolina, uh, but they are using him. They are uh mostly he started his final season um and actually was an all-American. 10 and 1, 188 ERA and 81 innings. He was a first-round pick after that by the Guardians. Fastball is massive. One of the better fastballs in the system. It uh, sits 95. He can touch 101 with it. It's especially effective up in the zone. And we've talked on this show plenty of times before about the rise, pun not intended, the rise of the elevated fastball and what it can do. But uh, very good with it high. Um, He has a curveball and a slider. The curveball is like an 11 to 5. It's the better of those two. It's a a plus pitch. The slider, a little bit of a shorter slider, doesn't have that big sweepy break, but it's an above average pitch. Has a changeup average at best, I think. He had some control issues earlier in college. He seemed to have fixed those in the bigs. And for a big, powerful pitcher, 6'6", 238, he's pretty good at um, body control, at command and repeating the delivery. So, right now, 55 innings, 166 ERA, 80 strikeouts to 22 walks. The stuff is looking pretty effective. I think he's got upside as a good number three. I'm uh, kind of excited to see what he does, especially in this system that can develop pitchers so well. Um, number 13 prospect Tanner Burns, a 2020 first round supplemental guy out of Auburn, 6'2", 15. So, um, at the time when they took him in 2020, that was the highest they'd taken a pitcher since 2010. Um, Right now, 220 ERA in 33 innings, 40 strikeouts to 14 walks, missed a little bit of time earlier in the year. Little undersized, doesn't have the absolute best pure stuff, but he's got the mental aptitude, I guess you could say. Uh, And then, obviously, the track record of this system at developing pitchers. So, Fastball sits mid-90s, can touch 97, plus pitch because he can spot it very, very well. He's got a 12-6 to curveball. I love 12-6s to because it feels like they're they're pretty effective against both lefties and righties. He's got a slider that's kind of like a cutter, more so than a slider, sits around 90. Uh, curveball is the better of those breaking pitches, but he's worked on the slider, cutter, hybrid, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've seen people jokingly call these slutters don't know but anyway he's worked on that um it's pretty decent itself change up is is average has some decent sync to it but it's clearly the fourth of the four pitches um the big thing here is he's one of those guys and I feel like we say this a lot with the Auburn guys but he's one of those like better than some of his parts kind of guys he has the the mental makeup he takes to coaching pretty well and then obviously Cleveland does a good job with pitchers so I feel good about how he's going to continue. He's going move pretty quickly and going to continue to advance in the system as long as he can stay healthy, uh, give them some good innings. Another guy here, uh, real quick mention before I get to Daniel Espino, Ethan Hankins, number 19 prospect in the system, righty, 2018 first rounder out of high school, um, missed all of 2021 because of TJ. So was at the alternate site in 2020. Missed all of 2021 with TJ. And for being 6'6", 200, it's pretty athletic. Uh, fastball sits mid-90s, can run it up to 97. I like that it's got some late life in the zone. Um, He's got the stuff to have some good secondary pitches. He just has to be more consistent with them. He's got a slider and a changeup that I think can be above average. He's got a big curveball. Doesn't necessarily disguise it as well as you'd like and i th- i think control wise it's kind of it's clearly the fourth pitch here, but he has the tools of all four uh to have four good pitches um controls these pretty decently, but I mean he's still a young guy he's only twenty two and as he's kind of grown into this frame he's had some of those issues with the proception and understanding where things are, so i mean between the way that they treat prep pitchers, how careful they are with them, and then the pandemic, and then now the injury in 21. He's only thrown 63 innings in pro ball. So a guy, a lot of tools, um, not necessarily going to do much. you know. The goal this year is get him back, um, get him back on the mound, get him back into action. He's got tons of upside. You just have to see him in action. And if we talk about tremendous upside, we got to talk about Daniel Espino. So 2019 first rounder out of high school, number one prospect in the system. Uh, six one two oh five. So not a huge guy, but very good athleticism. And then he kind of has like explosive, um, just explosive body movements. Uh, fastball sits ninety six, can touch ninety nine. Uh, sliders I think potentially a plus pitch. Has a curveball to go with it as well. Um, a changeup that is, I think, can be average which would give him four average to above-average pitches. Obviously, the fastball is a plus, one of the better ones in the system. Um, Sliders, fastball is close to double plus. Sliders plus, curveball and changeup are both um, average to above-average, depending on how that happens. Swing and miss stuff. Last year, 91 innings had 152 strikeouts. Uh, Has to get a little better with command. Uh, He relies a lot on getting dudes to chase. Doesn't work as much when you go up. Issue here is, and we mentioned this when we talked about our favorite prospects yesterday. Uh, he's out right now due to injury. So, um, shoulder injury. I think he had a was a knee injury or an elbow injury. Uh, indefinite timeline to return. So we need Daniel Espino to be healthy. I do think that's probably going to slow down his pace a bit. He's only thrown 19 innings this year, two four five ERA, 35 strikeouts to four walks in those. So looks good. Just has to get on the mound. So needs to build his innings um keep his command going, and then stay healthy uh, I think he can be a number two um more likely to be a number three, but I think he's probably going cap gonna end up being uh, again number two, number three, one of those depending on what happens as he gets healthy and how he can do keeping the command um a lot, of, a lot of things to like there. You just need him to be healthy. So, uh, in just a minute, I want to get to the AAA Columbus Clippers, another big group uh, of top prospects there. Okay. AAA Columbus Clippers. So, Columbus, Ohio, t- uh, last year, 59 and 68, 13 and a half games back. This year, in the first half, 42 and 32, finished only two and a half games back in the race to. Uh, to win the first half, but bunch of top prospects here. I've I've picked out four or five of these guys that I'm really intrigued about. A uh, couple shortstops. So Tyler Freeman, 2017 second rounder out of high school, uh, was committed to TCU. They spent a little bit of money to buy him out of that, and just has been the most consistent hitter all the way through. Uh, lost some time in 2021 with a labrum tear. Had season-ending surgery in August. So this year, in AAA, 191 at-bats, 257, 360, 356. Four home runs, three stolen bases. On his career, 319, 378, 445. uh, Strikes out less than 10% of the time. So he's going to be a plus hitter, I'm pretty sure. Um, Very aggressive at the plate. Doesn't walk a lot. Seeing that theme a lot in this system. Guys that are very aggressive, they don't walk a ton, and don't have a ton of power. He showed up a little bit in the um in the 2020 alternate site stuff, kind of showed up consistently stronger. In 2021, a third of all of his hits went for extra bases. Only had 2 home runs though. So, not going to be a major home run threat, but hits enough, like hits with power enough to keep folks honest. He's going to put balls in the gap, take extra bases and things like that. Um was drafted as a shortstop uh, continues to play there right now. Uh, better, hand, uh, Good hands, decent infield actions, but average runner, average arm strength, range is limited. Um, but, you know, they've played him a little bit third. I think second's going to end up being his home. And either way, the bat's the carrying tool. He'll be an above average second baseman. Defensively, he'll be fine. Offensively, he'll be above average. So... um, one of the better pure hitters, and I do think he is going to be the second baseman of the future. I could see them calling him up a little bit later, you know, sometime after the All-Star break and giving him a shot at that second base job, um, but good good player, good fielder, like what we see there. Um, another guy who plays short because they have a ton of these guys, Gabriel Arias, shortstop, number five in the system, 2016 IFA. Uh, was actually traded as part of the Mike Clevenger deal from the Padres. So um went to straight to AAA last year, hit 284 348 454 at 21 years old. Um fantastic defensively and he does all of this despite the having below average speed cuz he's got good good footwork, good anticipation, good positioning. Um Arm strength is, he's got a cannon. I mean, plus, plus arm strength. One of the best infield arms in the system. So, you love that. Offensively is where you have questions. Really good athlete. A lot of raw ability. Surprising above average power. But just not a, um, not great at getting on base. Uh, he lowered his strikeout rate last year to 23%. Career low, 23%. Um, very aggressive at the plate. Again, a thing I feel like I've said five times today, you know, not going to, not going to walk a ton, should be probably a fringe average hitter. And so he's one of those defensive first shortstops. You'll call him up. You'll be happy with how he does defensively. You'll always be looking to see if you can find a guy to replace him at short and you probably won't, it'll be really hard to find one. That's the kind of, that's the kind of package you're getting here. Very, very good defense. Um, not quite going to go out and say Gold Glove defense, but very good defense, fantastic arm strength. But you're going to have questions about offensively. Like you're going to be consistently be looking for an op- for a, an offensive shortstop to replace him. Just the thing you're going to just thing that's going to happen. Um, Nolan Jones, number eight prospect in the system, third baseman, 2016 second rounder out of uh, high school. He was expected to break out earlier. You know, to kind of hit the big leagues earlier, had a high ankle sprain last year, season ended early. But uh plus raw power can drive the ball to all fields. Um, but last year, walk rate went down, strikeout rate went up, was struggling with off-speed stuff, kind of pressing a bit. And so it's something where he's got plus arm strength as well, but you've got he's coming off the worst season he's had at a as a professional, last year, this year, looking much better. 292, 390, 462. Small sample size, only 65 at-bats because he started the season late. Um, And something where, obviously, you have Jose Ramirez at third base. They've tried him a little bit in the outfield. Um, I think it's something where, given his arm, he could play right field. Uh, speed is decent enough to make that happen. So I think you have to kind of... Offensively, he's starting to fix things. Although, granted, the power is still not back. Uh, you, you just got to work on where you're going to play him. Because you've got Jose Ramirez, who you're not moving for, what, like a decade now? They just saw him to a big deal. Um, A guy, the highest pro- uh, catcher in the system. Wanted to make sure I included him in this. Number nine prospect catcher, Bo Naylor. 2018 first rounder out of high school, out of Ontario, Canada. That was fun. Uh, So, first time in his career, he actually struggled a bit last year. Hit 188, 280, 332, was one of the youngest players in AAA, and was the full-time catcher. So he was uh, handling a staff, doing all of that. It's kind of surprising. He did really well at the alternate training site in 2020. And this year, he's recovered plus some. Uh, so, stats in AAA, 253-401-443, 7 home runs, 11 stolen bases for a catcher, uh, 194 at-bats. So, uh, he started off kind of as a co- more of a contact hitter than a slugger. Uh, his strikeout rate went up, his walk rate decreased last year. He's fixed a lot of those things this year, showing solid power, above average speed, obviously. Uh and you can kind of see that when you watch him play defense. He's very athletic. So he can he can play well behind the plate. He can block stuff, he can frame pretty decently. Um played a lot of third base before he was drafted, but he's kind of been exclusively a catcher. I do think uh need to clarify. Younger brother of Josh Naylor who's on the team. Um I think that there's a very obvious and easy path to call him up to the big league team this year. So this is one of the youngest rosters, like I mentioned earlier on the show, one of the youngest rosters in all of um, MLB and a lot of AAA too. The uh, the catchers are the exception. Luke Miley, 31. Sandy Leon, 33. So these two guys are the catchers right now, the active catchers. I think um, there's obviously, Austin Hedges is hurt, who's about to turn 30 anyway. but Austin Hedges is hurt, so you've got these these guys as your catchers. I do think at a certain point, depending on how well on how Austin Hedges comes back from that concussion, uh, it may be something where you may this season turn to Bo Naylor. If not, it may be the end of the season, early next year. What I don't want to do is I don't want to call Bo Naylor up and let him play twice a day, uh, twice a week. If you call him up, he needs to get a majority of the starts and. If it looks like Austin Hedges is going to be out for a while, then I think you can call Bo Naylor up and let him play. You can let a guy like Luke Miley or a Sandy Leon back him up. Uh, but right now, you just you've got two veteran catchers that are replacement level. Up, that's I mean that's that's what you have right now. And so if they can't handle the load and Austin Hedges hasn't come back, I see a path to calling up Bo Naylor. And letting him take the job. But um, you're probably looking at 2023. He's going to compete to be the starting catcher in the system. Or the carding, starting catcher in Cleveland. Coming out of spring training. Last guy I want to make sure I get to here. Top 10 prospect in the system. Lefty Logan Allen. 2020 second rounder out of college. 73 innings pitched this year. 3.33 ERA. 104 strikeouts to 22 walks. Uh, broke out last year. Went 9-0. 2.26 ERA, 111 innings with 143 strikeouts to 26 walks. So not as, um, and that, that was a Double A last year. So not like a little bit more higher walk rate this year. Strikes or uh, strikeouts are kind of tracking along that exact same path. And a guy that six foot one eighty, so a little bit smaller, doesn't have the big arm. I mean, fastball sits around 90, 91. He can run it up to 95. But his best pitch is the changeup. So it's it's uh he can use it against both lefties and righties. It's a really good uh one two combo off the fastball. Uh and he's that guy. The breaking pitches are, I mean, he has a he has a slider, just not the breaking pitches aren't great. And it's a shame because he's got some of the best control in the organization. Very athletic. He played both ways in college, so very athletic. Has a lot of that. I think he's gonna be a decent back end starter. You're number four, you're number five. Um, the big thing here is is again the control and the deception. So he can the fastball, the changeup, he can throw both of those to all four quadrants of the strike zone. He can put them exactly where he needs to. And then he gets a lot of deception. Those two pitches disguise really well um out of the arm. The arm speed's the exact same, the release points the exact same, and they just they do that tunneling thing really well. So if you can figure out that third pitch, you know, I mean, if you can if you can get that slider a little bit better, uh, I think I think it can be average. And once that manifests, you're looking at a number four, or number five starter. It's just a question of how good is that slider going to be, um, because again, control is plus, uh, change up is is plus, fastball is above average. If you can get the um, if you can get the slider to average, you've got a number four, number five right there. Granted, you have a ton of depth at the big league level, and they're all young: Tristan McKenzie, Aaron Savali, Shane Bieber, Zach Plesac, Cal Quantrill. So you got to get a bunch of pitchers already. But I think he, I think he can be. I think, Logan, I think Logan Allen can be a contributor at the big league level, and would give you a lefty in the starting rotation because right now you've got five righties. And it is useful to have that different profile to be able to show folks. Uh, What a great week this week. Had a fun time. Next week, uh, July 4th, we do have a show on Monday. So uh, we're not taking the holiday off. You'll get five shows next week. Uh, We are building up to the draft. Draft's coming up in just a few weeks. We're going to go live on Sunday night to recap night one of the draft. Not this upcoming weekend, but after that. Uh, if you have questions for the mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. Or you can email us, locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. But until we get there, enjoy your weekend. And this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.